0: hey what's up everybody my name is Joshua T Berglund and this is my amazing wife you want to say your name
1: Jessica. Lynn. <laughs> I, I, always we always haven't awesome. rehearsed <laughs> this yet We've never rehearse we have
0: it. a we have our system down when we do grace unfiltered together however she's uh, on my broadcast today so uh, blessed to have you guys here today I'm so blessed to have my amazing wife uh, here today to be a part of a really fun broadcast how do I know it's gonna be fun because if you saw the freaking chaos that was going on for the last 10 minutes before we started this, you would know it's going to be fun. Um, we have Kathleen and Aubrey here from the Christian and the Atheist podcast. And I got to tell you, I chased them down. I harassed them until they would go, okay, we'll be on your show. They wanted to like ask me questions. Like, nope, can't do that. You, can't, you don't get pre blank questions. You get nothing. Just come on my show. So I had to harass them for a while, but they finally agreed to do it. Um, they are a hoot. They're so much fun. This is going to be an amazing broadcast. I have no idea um, Where we're gonna go with this, but we're gonna have fun. So strap in folks. you have anything you want to say, honey?
1: I'm just pumped. I get, the, <laughs> I get to be a guest and like front and center and these ladies seem like, like Just a riot. So.
0: All right, folks. We'll be right back after this The red carpet, the red carpet You want them rolling out the the red carpet The red carpet, the red carpet Want the finest things the diamond rings Designer jeans All minor things In the widest game But at what cost To realize your dreams Been bleeding in the wheel more Put the crown of thorns on. spill more My might bloody Cause I kill more But I'm still poor Bottom where I started But i get to the top And park it Thug up in a harlot My battery need charging And to reach my target As the illest in the market and some liquid from my arteries will so spill onto the carpet Yeah
2: Everybody want bad
0: What's up everybody, we are back, we are live on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network, and screw social media,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you for everyone that's come over to our network to watch. Of course, you can download our app uh, on on Amazon Fire and Roku. You can also download the E360 TV app on your smart TVs and find us there. We are banned from Facebook because, again, we shared the truth. The last time I got banned was because I shared the truth about Ukraine. This time I got banned because I shared a link from the CDC about what they're about to announce. And all I'll say is this. I've been vindicated I've been telling you for two and a half you know two years two years that if you've been boosted you need to get tested for HIV you need to get your CD4 counts tested you need to get your immune system checked I've been saying it for two years and most people said I was crazy well guess what I'm not freaking crazy I'm educated enough to be able to speak on this subject because I live with it I know I'm not an idiot and I didn't say things I didn't say any of this stuff to be shocking I didn't say it to be scary. I said it because it was the truth. And why else would they have kicked me off Facebook if it wasn't true? I shared a CDC article, a link from their website that's saying what they're about to announce. So I'm gonna say it again, get tested. It's worth it. And now here's the thing, it's not, it doesn't have to be scary. I live and thrive and have a healthy life with HIV. And the good news for you is, These assholes already have a cure for you. They already have it. So, yeah, this is going to get sketchy (laughs) in the next few days. It's going to be sketchy, and there's going to be fear everywhere. But I'm telling you, I live a healthy life with it, and you can too. There is no reason to fear. And I didn't want to use this time to do this and like ruin their introduction, but I forgot to do this at the beginning because I was all pumped up and excited because our guests are awesome. But screw social media. And like I've been saying also for the last two years, and all of this stuff is verifiable because these videos are out there, it's time to build your own media organization. Broadcasting is one piece of it, but it's time. The technology that's coming right now, thats this is in full swing, the technology that's coming is going to make it where you need to be media to be able to survive what's coming. And media is going to change. It's not going to be like, ABC and Fox and CNBC, and and it's not going to be like that. We all get to have a piece of this pie. That's the good news. But if you don't start building it now, you're going to be left behind just like you were when you didn't join the internet boom. People didn't think that was going to last. Got news for you. (laughs) Not only did it last, it's now going to take us to a whole other place. So, been saying it for two years. I hope you'll start to listen. This is not to scare you. Because the one thing I know for sure. That no matter what happens in this world. Everything you see with your eyes. No matter what happens. It does not change God's purpose for your life. That the the goodness and the promises that are promised to each and every one of you. Are still true. You got to choose him though. That's the way. And that is also turning your back against what this world is telling you to do. And that can be difficult. But I'm telling you. Your your creator has a plan for you, and it's worth it. I know, because if you knew my life before God, you would understand why he means so much to me now. So this is an interesting segue, because we have two amazing people that are about to come on this broadcast. They're from the Christian and the Atheist podcast. So I'm not trying to offend anybody, and as you guys know that watch this show, and you know, you're used to watching it, we welcome everyone here. We welcome all points of view. We do not censor, and we do not judge if you have different beliefs than us. We don't judge you if you're gay, if you're bisexual, if you're transsexual, or I don't know, there's 85 more genders now, so I I don't have the whole list in my pocket, but we don't judge you here. I don't care if you go to church or not. I don't care if you've accepted Jesus or not. The fact is, we just care about bringing you truth, and we want to offer you hope, because there is hope. There's hope in this dark, and there's going to be even more hope in the crazy that comes, I assure you. So with that said, I'm I'm so pumped about our guests today that, again, they have a, a, an amazing podcast called The Christian and The Atheist, and these two are a ton of fun, and you guys are going to absolutely love them. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Kathleen and Aubrey. What's up, everybody?
3: Hi. Hi. And I didn't
0: offend you already, did I? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Welcome to the broadcast.
3: Well, Thanks. Thank you. We appreciate that.
0: So first things first, before we get into everything else, is what are you grateful for today, and why?
3: You
2: wanna go first? Sure. Um, I mean, I'm. I think I consider myself a pretty grateful person in, in general. I I have a pretty great life, and I'm. I'm usually pretty aware of that, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, my kids, my husband, my my community, my friendships, I have a lot to be, uh, I have a lot of great things going on and I have a lot to be grateful for.
0: Why are you grateful for your kids?
2: Uh, they're the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I just had uh, some parent-teacher conferences yesterday. I have three daughters. And I just had um, some parent-teacher conferences, and they all went swimmingly and lovely. And I, I just was really grateful of, uh, how hard my kids work and how much effort they put into their, their day-to-day life. And I was just kind of, all, like always, I was just blown away by how much I really like those kids. <laughs> I like them. I, They're fun.
0: I like that. And that's such a cool reflection on you, too. Because, look, to have great kids, you need great parents.
2: Yep. I mean i'm doing i'm trying <laughs> i think it's working out so far it is but you know <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's working out great
2: yeah they're, they're, good, they're really good kids and i'm i'm really um i'm really lucky to have them around me all the time
0: yeah that's awesome i love it what about you
3: i am grateful for many things so it's hard for me to just put down one and that's so funny to say out loud because i'm like that's so cheesy but <laughs> Um, I think number one is the health of my family right now is really great, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and if you can have all those align at one point, and I know that's not always the case, and I can't say yesterday was the same, tomorrow might not be either, but right now everything's okay, and I like appreciate that kind of like stability in my life. <laughs> because when it's crazy, yeah. it's a little difficult, but. So right now I feel like I'm living on easy street for a moment in this moment. So I'm really appreciate those, those little gifts from God for me. Uh,
0: I like that. What about you, babe? What are you grateful for?
1: Um, I'm grateful for God. I am grateful for the relationship that I have been developing with him and for all of the new uh, epiphanies he has been showing me.
0: Nice. We have been, I got to tell you, the last few months has been the most eye-opening time of my life I mean where it just seems like this I mean the a veil of some sort has been lifted to being able to see things really really clear and just even like with discernment with the people you have in your life and I found mm-hmm. it interesting for me that some of the people that have come into our life that we've established good relationships with are not the norm it's been kind of I mean, in in a way, it's been people with opposite belief systems and Mm -hmm. and it but it's been amazing because we've been able to unite around, you know, maybe just a a truth and a desire to serve and to help other people. So but I found that to be pretty special. Like, I'm grateful because of the relationships that I thought were good have all gone. Mm -hmm. but the People that have come into our life are people that belong there. And I think that that's special. And I'm grateful for that. So anyway. Um, I'm so glad that you guys are here. Yeah, my very first question, why the Christian and the Atheist podcast?
3: I can answer that one. I think one day I can kind of tell you how it came about is Kathleen, I did not see her coming. I don't have atheist friends, and <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> here she is. but um, she shows up because her friends and her kids and my kids are friends. And so one day I was vacuuming upstairs, killing it at being a mom and wife. And I felt like all Christians who can say this felt like the spirit of God coming over me and saying, because I've, I've been wanting to do something like this for a while, but I didn't realize it was a podcast. And God just said the Christian and the atheist podcast kind of thing to me. Like, this is an idea. You've got Kathleen. You've got two people with differing um, spiritual beliefs. But this can be a beautiful tool for both atheists and Christians to come together, show this unity, because it's such a divisive world right now, yeah. and kind of show how we have fun together. Yeah, And <laughs> we really do. And also can talk about God and how she believes in other things. Well, I guess not that. <laughs> other things makes it sound like you have... Know, An An atheist way of thinking. Let's go with that. (laughs) I don't mean that in a bad way. I know. (laughs) Anyways, and so it just was a fun idea. And she, I call her up as, or I texted you. I have an idea, and we were like, absolutely. And I was like, okay. And then the ball started rolling, and it's really cool because we've had equally amount of Christian people address us Mm -hmm. to be interested in the, like either us being on their podcast or them being on ours. As we've had atheists so it's been like so funny how it levels out so and it's one of those uh, kind of like what you were saying Joshua the the
2: relationships that maybe you don't agree on 100% of things but you can still find a beauty in that friendship or that relationship is sort of the point of this is we while we don't have the same same beliefs excuse me while we don't have the same beliefs we don't agree on every single thing yeah, we can find common ground with each other and we can
3: we don't have to get hostile. I'm not yeah. going to get offended.
2: Yeah, we can we can create space for each other, yeah. learn from each other, listen to each other and love each other without um without the the divisiveness and the hatred yeah. that is all over the world today.
0: Yeah. I and I love that and that makes me really just adore you guys more. I I do I mean, I tell people all the time that I have some pretty extreme beliefs and in, in what I believe to be true. That said, the people around me don't necessarily see it that way. Not right. even close. I mean, I'm I'm kind of an outlier in a way with with our community, but it's still love. And I'm fortunate, like I grew up in Oklahoma City um hmm. before I moved away. The May 3rd tornado hit my house. And oh, yeah. Uh, I moved to Hawaii right after that. Okay, Enough yeah. of this crap. Um but I, I am an Okie, and one of the things that I actually was sharing this yesterday on a show that, you know, I was kind of surprised because I grew up primarily around white people, and right. they're all Baptists, and they all went to church, and like, and I wanted nothing to do with any of them.
3: Right. Like
0: I wanted, I was drawn to people that sounded different, looked different, even smelled different, but I, I just, I gravitated towards that, and I always have.
1: Me too, by the way. Yeah? Same thing. And But I think it, I think it's because that the church isn't necessarily how God intended the church to be. And I think that there are some of us that had they gotten sucked into that, wouldn't be able to do the things that they're about to be able to do, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, well, it makes, I mean, even outside of religion, but yes, I get what you're saying 100%. What kind of, what kind of like backlash have you guys gotten for doing this?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you have no idea several <laughs> so,
0: really? that's encouraging to me. Yeah. yeah yeah. that means you're doing something good i'd love to hear Yes. About that.
2: so on my end i did grow up very religious i grew up a mormon um i don't know if you're familiar at all oh, with yeah. the mormon church i um very much involved with the church for most of my life my husband's family my family And um, as he and I started um, reevaluating our belief system and deconstructing and taking a step back from that religion, um, we were some of the only ones in our families. And so, you know, in my immediate family, my parents, my siblings, none of them, all of them are still very much active in the Mormon church. I'm the only one who's not. And so, um, obviously, with that comes some tension and some frustrations and some family drama that this is years ago, but as I started this, um, this podcast with Aubrey, um, one of the first things we did was me sharing my story of how I went from a devout Mormon to me now, (laughs) which is not that. And, um, (laughs) and so of course sharing that I did get, um, a little bit of not necessarily pushback, just some, some, I would say, maybe some hurt feelings mm. um, of believing Mormons and people who um, who obviously don't agree with my point of view. Um, but at the same time, I also got a lot of you know comments and people reaching out to me who are very similar to me in that situation, um, reaching out and saying, "Oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one." Who thought these things growing up or oh this is crazy I didn't know that you had left the Mormon Church I also can we talk and so um, I've gotten both I've gotten a good amount of people who think that um, talking to people about um, deconstructing faith or leaving faith in general is horrible and bad and I'm you know Satan's tool or something like that I don't know and then I've got also gotten people saying you know what maybe I don't agree with everything you're saying but I recognize where you're coming from, or I understand your point of view here and there.
1: Can I ask a question? Sure. Do, what, is the, um, what would you say the biggest difference is in your belief system from uh, before, when you were in the Mormon church and in all of that, to when you changed into uh, what you believe now? And mm-hmm. what do you believe in now?
2: Um, so first off, what I believe now is I consider myself an atheist. I don't think there's anything out there. I'm not a hundred percent. Obviously, I've never died and seen what goes on after. I, I can't, you know, scientifically, I can't write it down and know exactly. (laughs) But, uh, and so I don't, I would say, you know, I can't rule anything out completely. But I really, when I think we, we ask this question to everybody who comes on our show. Uh, where do you think you go? Where do you think we go when we die? And my answer is nowhere. I think we just gone, done. And I it's actually comforting to me to think that. And I like that idea.
3: (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) it blows my mind every time
1: I hear it. That's how I used to think, and Mm -hmm. that was before I found any sort of spiritual Mm -hmm. anything. And it made me sick to my stomach to think I was die and be gone. So I I I'm very interested in how that gives you comfort.
2: So my mentality is coming from a place of very extreme faith and coming from a place of very extreme um, dogma and religious beliefs and all of that. I mean, I I used to get up every morning before high school and I'd go to an hour of Bible study at 5 a.m. And then I'd go to school and then Wednesday nights and Sundays. And I went to church camps and church trips and I ha- I've read the King James version of the Bible front to back cover to cover like five times memorize things I studied this you know I did it <laughs> and um and uh so coming from that place to where I am now at least in my experience um when I was a person of faith and a member of the church the Mormon church there were a lot of times that people would give the um sort of the canned answer of, oh, well, God will figure that out or we can't understand that's for something that we'll know later after this life, that sort of thing. And so I felt, um, I felt a lot of times that we as human beings were, um, I'm trying to think of how to put it where it makes sense to what's going in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) We as as human beings were um, sort of putting off a lot of things that we should be doing now, like helping others or learning from others or being kind to others, spending time with our families because we'll have that in the next life. We'll figure that out later. God will figure it out later. And now that I don't have that belief system that somebody will come in and fix it all later, I have to fix it now, which ultimately leads to enriching my life and the lives of those around me. That's my goal anyway.
0: I... First of all, I don't even disagree with anything you just said no. at all. I, in fact,
1: not at all. It's- I
0: grew up that my church experience growing up. I went to First Baptist Church and more. Um, and I
2: know where that's the, at.
0: Yeah, I do too, actually. <laughs> the, the, the original pastor that was there was this amazing man. This other guy took over, and he was the hellfire damnation. And at mm-hmm. that time, I just got to being molested. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really confused what was going on with me. Didn't know it was already questioning my sexuality. And mm-hmm. so here it is, I'm hearing all this stuff, you're going to hell, this that, and everything was wrong. And I felt mm-hmm. so beat up and I was already abused. Like I didn't right. need to get it from the church. So like we would hide in the closet so our parents couldn't find us, my brother and I, because we didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to be mm-hmm. around the stuffy church people and going to Falls Creek and, and mm-hmm. watching everyone give their life to Jesus, and then getting banged in the, da- the devil's bathtub. Like, that, I didn't want and couldn't <laughs> comprehend this stuff. And That's I'm Falls like, Creek. That's
3: exactly on? what Falls Creek is. Do I? That's Falls Creek. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> Falls Creek. I know.
3: I was oh, yeah. I mean, it's just and that, awful. And like, so, how like, confusing for yeah. yeah. those who are taking it seriously. It is. And so much shame was brought on you, yeah, which is that. not fair, yeah.
0: It, but that is, and what—that's why I turned away from it. Yeah, because the same pastor got caught stealing money from the church to pay mm-hmm. off, or he stole money to buy a ring for the woman he was sleeping with that she'd known his wife. And like, I was like, screw this, and it just yeah. immediately turned off away from it. And I was already angry for what was happening to me. I was already angry at God. And all that anger and that rage led up to six times in jail, getting HIV, overdosing, being homeless, and on and divorced three times, and on and on and on and on. Mm. All of these things. Until I had this experience where I was in jail. And after the cocaine and the, the alcohol wore off, the, the next day I was there, I'm in isolation, and I can't, all I have are the mad men screaming next to me. I can't see him, but I can hear him. And I get so mad. And then I'm literally screaming and cursing at God because it dawns on me. I've thrown everything away. I've had, mm-hmm. was born into privilege. I had all of these luxuries that most people can't even dream of. And here it is. My life is a wreck, mm-hmm. a wreck. And when I start screaming out and cursing at God about why he won't fix me, I had no idea that He was going to actually answer me. And so I'm not giving you my, I'm going to stop there, but I'm just saying okay. like, God didn't come the way that we the God of religion
3: mm-hmm.
0: never spoke to me. Right. But when I was just raw and real and pissed mm-hmm. off and just said, ugh, here it all is, mm-hmm. that's when I really realized for the first time God was actually real because He mm-hmm. spoke back to me. But it took something crazy.
1: It, it yeah. sounded like the church was set up to keep us further from God. Yeah. And in a bunch of different ways that i won't go into because I, I mean this is one of my biggest things is that as, as a child i felt sick to my stomach thinking about going to mass on on a holiday mm. like just getting dressed i had a knot in my stomach and i think um, a lot of people probably felt that same way and then when you're mistreated by the people running the church i mean this has been going on for a long time oh, anything new I can't believe that people aren't now like they haven't seen how wrong the two are that they don't go together
0: Aubrey I want to ask you something by Mm -hmm. having a relationship with Kathleen what are some of the surprising ways that it builds your faith
3: oh gosh what a good question (laughs) I'm actually interested. I'm like I also want to go back to later after this question the criticism I've gotten oh yeah
0: Oh yeah, I want you to answer
3: that. Too. Okay, I'll write it down so I don't forget. Okay. <laughs> so okay, so as far as Kathleen has helps me grow my faith in so many ways, and I've told her this multiple times. I thank you for your friendship because you've brought me closer to God. And the reason wow. is is when you have people in your life of different walks, of different like different cultures, different styles of living. You get to look at that and see God through it when you're in the, I believe in the spiritual person. And Kathleen also has all that amazing background of the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) I can still pull out
2: verses all day. (laughs) So when I was having they're
3: in there, (laughs) yeah. And she's great at it. And, And honestly, I read the Bible often, and I've gone through moments where I haven't read the Bible. Like I would not be reading the Bible actively while still being spiritual and connected with the creator. And so I had a big issue come up at my church and some pastor was throwing me like kind of in a really bad light and I didn't appreciate it. And she was like, well, here's this Bible verse. Here's that Bible verse. And it was funny because he knew he could get to me if he said we need to have a meeting and it's going to be in this and it was like eight days away so i had to sit with this for eight days and i was like great <laughs> so we like prepared together she gave me bible verses and she's like this is what god is and it's funny because she knows that religious background having the bible in her brain still but also whenever she says this is it in her head i'm like oh my god what if it is but I, I I get to question things and a thing that I feel like some churches and pastors or Christians, your like super religious grandma, which I have one, like it's like, oh, doubting. No, 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 no. Don't be doubting. This isn't a good thing. And it's like, I doubt on the regular and I talk to God about it and I'm not being, there's no shame in this. God doesn't put shame on me for doubting, but with her point of view of this is it, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get busy because, (laughs) you know, I got stuff to do and I don't want this to be it, but if it is, I want to be, it's almost like when you think about meeting the creator, meeting God and you're at the end of your life, you're, you die and you go to heaven and you talk to God and Jesus in front of you and they kind of review your life if that's how it's done. And you kind of say, well, this is where I was kind of waiting on you to do something. Well, I'm not waiting on God to do anything. I'm saying, "Hey, God, let's do this together," and show me the way. There's a guidance there. I'm not. I'm not in a waiting game anymore that I was in. And so, I like. I don't know. There's so many other ways, and if they come to my mind, I'll let you know. Those are the ones on the top of my head that I like can think of right now. I feel like um, there's. I was. I was just gonna. I feel like there's a bit
2: of a misconception about what atheists are. Yeah. I'm not trying to take you out of your faith. The fact that your faith is stronger, I'm happy about that. If that's what makes you happy and yeah. feels right and true right. to you, then that's what I want you to do. And so, yeah. you know, if if you know, if Aubrey comes to me and says, "I'm doubting this thing and I need help figuring it out." I'm going to help her figure
3: it out to the best of my ability. I'm not going to try and defaith her. No. I don't want that for her. It's funny. We came together and we started recording and we were kind of tiptoeing with each other. Yes. And kind of this little tiptoe dance. And we were like, okay, let's just drop this. What's going on? What's the problem with the two of us right now? And we both like busted out laughing and said, <laughs> we are worried about converting each other. Yeah. And it's, It's like, I'm not trying, or like that you think I'm converting you and you, then I think she's trying to convert me. Yeah. And we were like, I I was like, my intentions aren't that if God wants to, the Holy Spirit works within you to change your mind, have at it. And if I'm a tool with that, cool. But I'm not over here being like, my mission in life (laughs) is to get you like, (laughs) to be going to church all the time and like embracing this. But the same for me, I'm not trying to shake her foundation of faith.
2: I don't want that for her. Unless...
1: God wants us to do that, anyways. Right. We're to be an example, but we're not supposed to believe that we can get people to take the actions and the steps. We're supposed to
3: lead, and then
0: be the example. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So i mean, like, I think at the end of the day, I put it on the Holy Spirit to work within people that the Holy Spirit wants to work with, and and it's up to the person listening to the Holy Spirit to act. It's not on my. It's not on me. I'm yeah. not Jesus. <laughs> What? Could you imagine the pressure oh. if it was all on you? <laughs> be no. Exhausting. I would be, be in so much trouble.
0: <laughs> One of my favorite things, like the way that I've understood my own faith, even, because I was anti-everything, but and if I didn't have my supernatural experience in jail, you know, I would really be asking a lot more questions than I am now. But I mm-hmm. still, when I read the Bible, I have way more questions than I do answers. And there's times that my spirit rejects what I'm reading yes and and i and i believe that i believe that man got his grubby little hands oh, yeah. all over the bible and manipulated things because yes. i mean as much as i and i love the bible i right. genuinely love the bible um because i could read all the motivational books in the world and i'm like well that was in the bible that was in the bible that was in the bible mm-hmm. but i also like when they say women shouldn't speak in church or be mm-hmm. pastors i'm like that's some man-made bullcrap that i want no part of because yeah the holy people I know or women. Even oh. the most powerful speakers I know the, the, that can speak the word of God like it's nothing and heartfelt and and makes you feel it. It comes mm-hmm. from women. So there's something to that. And I also kind of have this secret belief that the original woman was not Eve, it was Lilith. And I, I have questions about that because I yeah. read the book of Lilith. It makes sense that maybe Lilith is the serpent that is depicted in the Adam and Eve story because there's two creation stories in Genesis. So there's all of these things, there are a lot of contradictions. But I don't get yeah. caught up in that. Because yeah. I don't get caught up in the religious side of it. And the one thing, here's what I know. I know that historically Jesus was a real person. They've been able to prove it and document it. He performed miracles. There's document and proof of that. So I'm like, all right, we all follow these motivational speakers. We, you know, we're Tony Robbins fans, we're vision Lanakani from mindvalley.com like we look at these gurus and we worship them or people do they follow them and they buy all their stuff and i'm thinking to myself but none of them are perfect they cheat on their wives they're you know they have drug habits they have all these things i'm not saying that tony robbins does i'm just saying that some of these gurus do yeah but they're not perfect so why would we follow them why would we follow their teachings when i can just go to this gentleman who was perfect Mm -hmm. or from all accounts perfect, and he was murdered for his beliefs and what he was teaching people, well, that dude's worthy of following to me. Mm -hmm. So I don't call myself a Christian. I say I follow Jesus because following Jesus – oh, here's the other thing that's kind of ironic about this. The more I follow Jesus and the closer I've gotten to him, Mm -hmm. the more I've learned about myself and my identity. Nice. So I'm, in my belief, and I can't say that this is a fact, but I kind of I believe this in my spirit that our purpose here on Earth is to kind of to live our own Jesus story. It's our a hero's journey, so to speak, but it's like our own little superhero movie that we get to live. Because to live, we have to die to ourselves to be what we were created to be. Whether you believe in God or not, I believe. That we have to die to ourselves we die to our ego we die to our selfish nature instead of using our gifts for our own gain we use our gifts to bless other people that to me is living like jesus and that's the model that i choose to follow but getting caught up in the religious dogma crap that's out Mm -hmm. there and the persecution of other people i don't think that's anything to do with jesus fighting over pre-tribulation and post-tribulation that argument why get caught up in those weeds and, and, and also the interpretation of Bible verses.
3: Right. There's 500
0: different versions of the Bible. Of course there's going to be different interpretations. And these fights, I have no time with. Because I believe the truth is inside each and every one of us. And that, to me, is God. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, I don't know. So, Kathleen, what do you have to say to that? When you can disagree. You. By the way, you are free to call me names and disagree with me. That's okay. I I'm won't.
2: Okay. <laughs> that would make me like sweaty. I can't do that. I can't do it. <laughs> I mean she might, but it takes a lot. <laughs> it does, it takes a lot. I'll get there eventually no. All right. Um well <laughs> Oh my gosh. What if I Oh my lord. I would Sorry? be dramatic.
3: <laughs> I'd be like <learning. laughs> Let me go grab some wine really quick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um <laughs>
2: I mean, it, it is a very, um, I can tell that you are uh, very passionate and that you really believe what you're saying. And that's a very, um, I have the word, I guess, commendable thing that, you know, I think you're not trying to pull wool over anybody's eyes or swindle anybody. And I think that's very, it's lovely to hear your conviction and your passion for what you believe. I really do appreciate the, the willingness to share your own truth. I don't agree with it, but
0: that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that to me is really what fellowship is all about. Yeah. Like I think, and again, you're not going ag- to agree with this, Kathleen, but I think God enjoys these conversations amongst people oh, yeah. rather than arguing about what a Bible verse means. I, of course. I, I really believe that. And I also yeah. believe, Kathleen, that it's going to be easier for God to come and go, hey, guess what? I'm real for you just than it is that. for a lot of church goers because they've been blinded by the religion dogma. You've pulled away from that. yeah. And I think you're going to experience, I believe this with all my heart, you're gonna have one of those supernatural experiences that just knock you on your butt. And I mean, it, it won't be religious because, about anything religious about it.
2: Because she's
1: I mean, it is indoctrined, is that what you say, it?
2: Yeah, deconstructed is something people say a lot. Yeah. I mean, so
1: that's you, a good word. You yeah. are like a blank slate of just, like, pureness I guess. I mean, it is
2: on my bucket list to see a ghost someday, so I'll let you know. If oh, they're good. everywhere, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen one. I'm dying. Come on.
0: Oh, so we God, tried. We, really tried. we tried so that.
2: hard. I think you have to believe in the spirit world to be able to see them, though. Well, and that's the thing, is I'm not completely, like, as far as ghost stories and, you know, that sort of thing. I'm not turned off to that sort of thing, because in all cultures, all manner of histories, all different li- religions, there are people who have felt or claimed to have seen members from the other side or loved ones who have passed away. Um,
3: sorry, my the dogs dog. are like messing my... with the window. Sorry, so um,
1: if, you're, if you're open to
2: that as being real. Well, my thought process is do you it's possible. That- do you know I I, I well I less believe that it is necessarily um i I less believe that it's necessarily members of of my family who have passed on and are now revisiting me from the grave and more of maybe it's my own brain um using grief or um want to see these people and manifesting that in front of me or we talked about on an episode that we did, actually, um, we brought up the uh, graveyards, or not graveyards, the battlefields of Gettysburg, mm-hmm. and how there are tons of ghost stories coming from there. And maybe it is less of the dead soldiers speaking from beyond the spirit world, and maybe it's a, a, an energy, or, you know, the. there's all kinds of different explanations. I don't know which one's true but I'm not opposed to seeing a ghost.
0: Yeah. Well and manifesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, and I. that, to me, I, that actually excites me. makes me believe what I just said even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, and you know what? I got to tell you, too, I believe more in the spiritual world than I do this physical reality. And the only 100%. reason why is because I've been possessed. I know what it's like to have a demon enter me. I know what it's like to have them removed, too. I know what it's like to be legitimately be possessed
1: can I say too, the wording that that people use that's been given to people to explain these situations makes it sound way more unreal than it actually is like it's it's so much simpler to explain or it sounds more simple if you don't have the words demon and
3: right right
0: right all
1: big scary words it's really just
0: spirits. Well, there they were yeah, they evil were spirits. Awful. Possessed. Just I mean, like
1: man can be evil and awful.
0: Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but if you go talk to any of my exes that still reside in Oklahoma, they will tell you. I've actually seen the evil spirit. <laughs> I mean,
3: believe that my dad's ex-wife was possessed. <laughs> but she could have just been a really bad person.
1: <laughs> well, that's kind of one and the same, actually. That's where my
2: belief lies, is I don't I don't think demons exist, I don't think they're real, I don't think Satan is real, I don't think any of it's real in the sense of, you know, this this pen is real or my hair is real. But I do believe that people can fall into a trap of, of lots of different, you know, mental health issues and addiction and trauma and pain and hurt and fear that can cause them to behave in a way that is not their normal.
1: Yeah, that's
2: it. And so that's yeah. basically the same thing, yeah,
1: you know, I just exact same you're... thing minus
0: the labels that sound yeah crazy. Yeah, I mean, for yeah. instance, I having DID or had DID, which is brought on through trauma.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: that's multiple. It's a split in the souls, and yeah, but it also what it does is it makes room for spirits to take over. If you look up what alcohol means, for instance, um, there's a really interesting science on this about how it makes rooms. It'll dull down your spirit. To make room for others, where your spirit will defend yourself from evil. But when you drink alcohol, you dull your spirit and allow other things to come in. If you look at the meaning of pharmakia, or the history of psychiatry, and you look at this in their mission statements, and if you and the way that you can prove some of this stuff is by why do why are one of the, some of the mornings, the, the warnings with antidepressants and other medications, mental health drugs? have warnings about it, how it affects your pineal gland. Like there's real science and studies around this and how it can affect you chemistry-wise. Mm-hmm. So the pharmacia is, it, what this is, it's basically sorcery, like the big pharma and what it's about. It's meant to dull your pineal gland and to rob your spirit and to dull that down where you are robbed of your intuition, which is me, is God inside of you, is what I believe it is. So I mean, it's complicated. And a lot of us have been indoctrinated in in, in the way that we've been educated. I was part of public schools. Thank God I cheated from elementary school on and didn't pay attention to the indoctrination. But, I mean, there's there's a real, there's a psychological, in my belief system, they have been at war for our souls from the beginning of time. And I know that gets into some weird spiritual woo-woo stuff. But, again, I believe in the spiritual world more than I do this one.
1: Well, and it's more of a, so spirits, the evil spirits need, like, a body. They need a host. Yes, to actually do things. So it would be like, to put it more simply, um, let's say that greedy a-hole over there really wants your car for less than you're, than you're going to sell it for. Mm-hmm. So he takes you out for drinks and gets you drunk and convinces you to sell your car. That's, I mean, that simple.
0: I'm, uh, trying I'm, gonna...
1: it's, I'm trying to think. I'm um, trying to, so like sorcery and wow. battle for the souls and all that. It's kind of the verbiage that I feel like loses people.
0: Yeah, I think it does too. Yeah. And of course I just so, used
1: it. So. Yeah, I, a bunch of times. So <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think a real quick examples to make it sound more
3: understandable.
0: Basically, I'm a nut job that believes in the spirit. In that, I believe spirits that. that are more real than human life.
3: He's just really. You're wild. an interesting human.
0: I'm not that interesting. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, you are. Anyway, Justin, however long
3: we've been talking, I'm like, wow, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> that's one of the reasons
1: I fell in love with him, by the way.
3: I love that. Yeah, that's so sweet. Never boring. <laughs> Never.
0: Oh, no, not at all. Oh, but uh, the flip side to what I just said. In the same breath of me saying that I went through those mental health issues, the DID, there's not a medication for it. They misdiagnosed right. me, and I. The reason why I know what I know about all this because I felt that I was being poisoned when they were prescribing medication to me.
3: And it and gets I messy. It mm-hmm.
0: I mm-hmm. went through. I've been through multiple exorcisms, and that's the other reason why I've known and like I've healed. I haven't had a switch, which happens with DID when you switch to an altar. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one in three months. Nice. And that is only to me. That, to me, again, is God. That to me is I'm healing, and the spirits have been removed. And I started, and I still continue to work on myself to repair my brain, so that I can just be Joshua all the time.
3: Because how are you mind? work? How are you, working how are you working on yourself?
0: Do I? How are
3: you working on yourself?
0: Oh man! So it's. I mean, it started. It's evolved. So when I, it took me three years. And I, and I kid you not, it took me three years after giving my life to the Lord to really accept that God loved me Okay. when I committed and said, I surrender, my life is no longer my own. I'll do what you've been showing me since the beginning, since the first time I was molested. Right. That's my first vision. And, um, what else was it what was I talking about?
3: Uh, how are you working on yourself? What? How are you working, oh, on, are you yourself?
0: working on yourself? Oh. But so initially, it took three years for me to accept that God loved me the way I was because even after I gave my life to the Lord, I thought that my sexuality would heal. I thought all these these desires and all of these other things, I thought it would go away, especially the sexuality part, and it didn't, and I was beating myself up and shaming myself. I didn't understand why I was having the desires that I was having for men and and other things like that, or even, even like the... Well, I won't go into the details of my sex life. It's in our book. Um, so it's it's crazy. But that didn't change. And so I'm beating myself up, and it was affecting my relationship. And finally, I got it through my thick head because someone said it to me that was completely out of the blue. God loves you just the way you are. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I believed that. And when I started to believe that, then I started to make more loving choices for myself. Okay. And then that? Not that meant learning to trust myself because I, I was afraid to be alone because mm-hmm. I would just jump into a relationship and when that was going right. bad, I was already looking for another. And never right. mind the fact that I was a cheater in the other relationships anyway. It was all those things because I was terrified to be alone because what happened when I was alone and what okay. happened when I was alone was freaking evil, it was freaking mm-hmm. evil. And so when I learned to trust myself little by little, I learned to start making the right decisions. Then the second step to that was I learned to retrain my triggers. Mm-hmm. So I went to, I would prepare myself mentally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. And I would go back to the situations. I would go back to the places, the areas where I could pick up drugs, the, 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 the sex clubs that I would go to, like I would go and, and deal with the trigger and face it. And as I would face it, I, I could go, okay, I'm done with it. It doesn't affect me anymore music I went down the line but ultimately I have to say that if it was not the commitment to to prayer in my quiet time I my mind would have never prepared itself and not had the tools to be able to overcome those triggers. That was a big part of it. But there's been so much more
3: has any of it been with working with a professional like no. a psychiatrist? Okay.
0: Oh, my, I, I, I have started. I have, and I blame them for a couple yeah, things. Yeah. One, um, diagnosing me as schizophrenic.
3: Right.
0: Giving me that medication, diagnose even me, even diagnosing me as bipolar and giving me that. Right. It's horrible for DID, it aggravates it. No, yeah. All my medications, and just started using cannabis. Okay. It helped me, one, stay off the meth and cocaine. Nice. But also the cannabis is healed because of HIV, a lot of the side effects in this that came, yeah. it got rid of it. So I and it also helped me focus on one voice, not in the other fifteen in my head. Okay. So
3: it's
1: a calming thing. Yeah. it's so a calming. It, it helps you get into a meditative state, which is healing because then you can get rid of all the outside noise mm-hmm. and really hear what you need to hear.
0: And I and with psychiatrists and even therapists. I never felt that they either understood me, they let me manipulate them, um, or they, they, I didn't feel that they were taking what I was saying serious. And that okay. bothered me because I would yeah. go tell the truth. And so I really felt led to stop taking all the medications, use cannabis, and just get along with God and ride this out. It's taken six years. Right. And if I would not have, if I would not have gone through that, we would have never met. Yeah. But the final steps of my healing have actually come with her because she's kept her boundaries. She's never let me penetrate her boundaries once. That's a big thing for people with the ID. Um, and, and she's loved me through it all. And she's mm-hmm. loved each of my alters except one. And like through that, we've kind of helped each other heal and become stronger. And I kid you not, the last three months, no switch. And I have wanted to switch. Mm-hmm. I guess this, this has been, come, the toughest, yeah. it's been the toughest three months of my life and not saying something, um, but haven't switched and I've learned coping mechanisms and I've learned all of these different tools that I didn't have mm-hmm. before. And I'm 42 freaking years old. Yeah. So it's been a miracle. Yeah. I'm 42. I just so. look in shape. Anyway. <laughs>
3: So, another question to go along with that. So, whose
0: show um, is this, by the way? I'm just kidding. No,
3: but I'm taking over. Sorry. It's always our show. I'm doing this. Um, Call it what you want. (laughs) Here I am. (laughs) It's our show. (laughs) Everything's our show. (laughs) So, um, I don't know your whole story, but what, like, what, how long have you been in your strongest, like, your faith, like, your relationship with God? Like, how long has that been?
0: six years okay so the
3: six Um, years so before these six years you saw psychiatrists and all that stuff and and were misdiagnosed right yeah so i'm gonna challenge you okay like bear with me just take a deep breath everything's gonna be okay you can totally not accept this or you can as it is and call this a god moment or don't it's fine so i currently am very strong in my faith have been since I was 15 years old. And it's like, it does its own thing, right? Because it's like a constant growing in a relationship with God. I grew up in utter chaos and I'm surprised I don't have DID. So <laughs> let me take a breath. So You're doing great. with that being said, as a Christian, talking to another Christian who's gone through trauma and has been done wrong by the system of like mental health, which Let's be honest. The research isn't there. They need to. Science needs to be like really involved in this. And I think our country's done a disservice for mental health uh, research. Yeah. And professionals and all the things. So, with that being said, as a Christian, I w- I see a Christian therapist, and the amount of inner child work that has been done because you have different parts of you that come out during different times because your brain's protecting itself and triggers and all the things you're talking about. The therapists that I see, you have to shop for them. They're not, you're not going to find the perfect one right away. And she's helped me a lot through that. And so it's just a thing to keep your um, mind open to. And like, if God's like, Hey, that actually does sound like a great idea, then I would encourage you to find that.
1: I think she's referencing healing in general, which is the key. Healing is the key that is all those traumas. Yeah,
0: here's how I've healed. Um, This is this is actually the most simple way to explain it. Okay. Big theme of what we do and what I do personally. I was the worst liar you can imagine. Right. I would lie about. Things that I didn't need to lie about, and like literally, that I would lie about the flavor of bubble gum I was choosing. I, I don't even if I felt like I needed to. It was just a thing that I developed young. And, and when I developed it when I was young, it was to protect the people mm-hmm. that hurting me and my family, mm-hmm. um, all of that. But the healing for me, other than the refrain uh, facing triggers, things like that, it was learning to tell the truth. Okay, and so as I was sharing before about my first three years, not believing that God really loved me and you know, mm-hmm. I kind of loved me, but didn't love me enough. And because I was still so flawed and all of those things, I had a relapse, a painful, painful relapse. Um, this was three years ago mm-hmm. and, and everything was going, I mean, I'm like, you know, starting to, to get on my feet again and start to really thrive. And my, my faith was super strong. I went to this emotional intelligence workshop. It was for three months, the three month program. And I became the leader of the group. And there's like NFL hall of famers in this group. I mean, it it was a thing and it was special. And for the very first time in my life, because I've never been accepted by the church. I've never, I never really had a lot of friends. I had one friend typically. Um, And, and, and I now all of a sudden this big group of 97 people are my brothers and sisters. And mm-hmm. I ride along, they love me, I love them. And I'm in this relationship, this very abusive relationship. This is my f- five and sixth time in jail. And we end up staying together after this too. But the very last weekend of this, it was graduation weekend coming up. We go out, I'm emceeing this event that was a fundraiser for our group. And needless to say, her and I get in a fight. She accuses me of sleeping with all the guys and the girls in the room and makes a big scene. We get in this yelling match at the where the event's at, and I got kicked out. And I was so hurt because everyone in that group basically just turned their back on me. Mm-hmm. They wanted nothing to do with me. I hated myself because I didn't have the strength to leave her. I didn't have it. I, I couldn't leave because she was like the one that could hurt me the most, but she was the only one that could nurse me back to health, so to speak. So when all this happens, I get so mad and I, and I go on this month long meth bench, three days straight, four days straight pass out and do it all over again. So then here it is. I'm on day number four. I have my phone in my hand and I'm, I'm looking for more meth. I'm on grinder or some app like that. I'm looking for meth and sex, which was, I'm a was a chem sex addict. I'm looking for this and all of a sudden I'm on day number four. I just drank my urine because I couldn't find it for a day. So I drank, started drinking my own urine to keep the high going while I kept Mm. working for it. So here it is, I'm high, I'm looking, it kicked back in and I guess drinking your urine really will make you high. Um, Yeah, terrifyingly gross. But all of a sudden I'm on my phone, I'm looking and I see, I can feel God drop down right like here. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I hear, I'm not done with you yet. Mm. This is gonna suck. But you're going to show people the supernatural power of truth. You are going to put a spotlight on your shadow world and you're going to share all of it. You don't get the luxury of secrets anymore. When you mess up, you relapse, you go to a bathhouse, you go to an orgy, you do any of this stuff, you're going to go on your show and talk about it. In fact, you're no longer going to do morning gratitude, you're going to do gratitude unfiltered. You're going to show people how to find gratitude in life's most traumatic moments. So without going into the whole story, what happened was I got very, very comfortable telling very uncomfortable truths about myself. I didn't rat other people out, I did it. And if you read The Devil Inside Me, it's written in such a way that my exes that I spoke about in Oklahoma, that I know one of them has, um, but I wrote it in such a way that they could never dispute any of it in other words yep he was really that big of a monster and being able to be honest in that matter was one of the most freeing and healing things possible because little by little the enemy's attacks on me what the devil whether you believe or not these attacks these the, the craziness in my head started to slowly fizzle away and little by little i healed more and healed more and healed more and i got very very comfortable not keeping secrets it makes other people uncomfortable but i'm very comfortable with being honest and telling the truth and i have found that that has eliminated about 90 percent of the problems i used to have because i'll tell her when i'm geeking out like i'm wanting to to tie one off which tie one off means to me is doing a bunch of meth and having sex with a bunch of random people
3: because
0: mm-hmm. that's what was my mo i tell her about and that's and that.
3: And she's for like, me, "Don't you
0: dare!" Do <laughs> what?
3: I said, and she's like, "Don't you dare!"
1: <laughs> no, I I think I actually sent him off one time. Uh, I don't. I I've been married a couple of times already, um, mm-hmm. and I was uh, going through my divorce when I came across this guy, mm-hmm. and well, my last divorce. And I wasn't interested in a relationship with anybody. I was going to do me. I was seeking God. I was uh, trying to find my purpose and meaning and all that. And uh, I, I've, uh, since I've met him, I've put that up here and then us, like right here, right mm-hmm. just under it and just maintained that. And I just, I love him like crazy for all of the crazy bits of him. (laughs) And it just makes life so much more.
0: Okay. And when she says she sent me off, she really did because I had switched. She (laughs) I didn't know if
1: he wanted me to say it or not. Yeah, no, it's
0: fine, we're honest here. She did, she (laughs) goes, just go. I went and then I couldn't do it. I I wanted, like my brain and all that wanted to, But that's the kind of healing that I'm talking Mm -hmm. about because in the past I would use those situations to disappear for a week.
1: And he tried to get me to to join. And I just stopped looking at my phone and didn't I just went to sleep because I was like, this kind of sucks, but it is what it is. And what will happen, what will it it's what will happen.
0: That was yeah, that was a year and a half ago, I think. Mm -hmm. Two years maybe and it's been funny because ever since that situation, every time I get those those temptations, mm-hmm. I'm able to walk myself through it and go, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that. And, then, nice. and, I, and that's another way that I've healed, is not acting on those same things that I used to. But I would have never had that, had I I'd not been able to do that unless I've done all the work that I've done, and still do to this day. Nice. Yeah.
3: Well, congratulations on that healing journey, and I'm excited to see you blossom through it for the years to come. That's exciting.
0: I'm just happy. Thank you for that. But Mm -hmm. I'm just happy that now if I screw up, that it's me doing it. Yeah. Because accepting responsibility for for me to accept the responsibility for my actions and live with that, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to do when I know that it's me doing it. Mm-hmm. I would not know sometimes when I would switch, yeah, I would lose track of days and weeks where I right. didn't know, mm-hmm. and she's watched all of this he
1: stuff. he when he would switch it was like he was no longer there, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't remember conversations mm-hmm. and any of it, so then when he would come back to reality, I would be like. Broken or irate, or feeling all the feelings of the sucky crap that we just went through, and he would need to, like, you know, apologize a lot, a lot but he would, he, and he would do so, so willingly. And uh, it was real apologies, but it's not really fair to have to apologize for something that you don't remember doing because it wasn't really. Yeah. But you still have to do it. So now he gets to apologize for things and know why he's apologizing. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Which kind of sucks, though. (laughs) I mean, I'm glad. But it's like, oh, man. Like, there's no more excuses now. And that's the best thing about, for me, is now I can say I'm a man. Like, I'm developing who I am now. I'm not trying to, uh, 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 you know, grow up other different characters and alters that, you know, have different age groups attached to them that are all little boys, basically yeah anyway but and the other thing too is it's not fair but i'm grateful that god blessed me with somebody that it was willing to ride this out and help me heal because when i would come back and i would see this woman that basically wanted to like had no emotion towards me Mm -hmm. other than i want to rip your head off Mm -hmm. rip that demon's head off that was there that that was heartbreaking to experience, and I've never experienced that in my life mm-hmm. until now.
1: I would have to get to a point of disassociating
3: myself
0: yeah, from literally.
1: the to, and I didn't learn. I had to learn how to do that, or yeah. find it inside of me, or whatever, because I didn't figure out how to that that was key until way down the road. I tried all these different tactics to deal with his personalities when they would get to a point of. Scary. like yeah. I tried yelling, screaming. I tried leaving. I tried all the things. Yeah. And once I just disassociated when he would get to the point, it it just snapped him back in. Eventually,
0: yeah. it's wild. <laughs> so nice. what's what's next for you guys? I've got to turn this thing back over to you all, all because it's about seen. you guys. Um, what what's next for you? What are your plans with the podcast? How can people find it? How do people support you? Because I think what you're doing is special. Mm-hmm. Very special.
3: Can I kind of switch what you just asked?
0: You,
1: oh.
3: you Take it over. Take, it over. Take it over the show. Because I'm an attention hog. <laughs> okay. So. In the best way. I want to talk about the criticism that I got. got yes. Made. Yes. Yes. And it's a good time, and it's a good listen, but also, I do want to come back to what you're saying, and,
0: I'll yeah. write it
3: down. So, <laughs> we are, I would say, probably not your common Christian or atheist, or specifically to you guys, y'all. I don't know what kind of guests you guys normally have, but, <laughs> and no, we're- Not like you no and that's okay we're great we accept all people so as far as being in oklahoma and the type of person people that we are i have we have had a drag queen on our show and a man who went who is a pastor but also gay and he went through conversion therapy we have interviewed him multiple times we have interviewed a polyamorous couple we've interviewed transgendered oh, individuals transgender and then also we have interviewed uh two black women and for a black history month we covered black voices so when you live in oklahoma that's a super conservative red state these kind of things can look more liberal but at the end of the day in my opinion these are more um what do you call that social like what Okay, let me think a second. It's more of like accepting people in general and it doesn't need to be liberal, conservative. It needs to be, let's be humans and humanize people that my, my, my religion has really done dirty. And as the Christian, I want to show that. So the criticism part comes in is whenever I'm promoting on Oklahoma pages, And I'm saying, hey, come listen to these Black voices, these amazing, strong Black women who are giving their perspective. And I'm not getting a lot of good things. It's mostly, and don't take this wrong, please. It's mostly 40, 50, 60-year-old men coming in that have some kind of opinion against Black Lives Matter. And it's been interesting to see that and disheartening. And then whenever we say a drag queen, they think transgender, and they say that man is a, or that woman, that's not a woman, that's a man. I'm like, of course it's a man. (laughs) So go listen to it, and you'll understand he's a man. And our drag is a whole different situation. And then there's, and our drag queen actually goes to mass and performs at church for God. So crazy, right? Doesn't sound like something, but if you open your eyes to these different things, you don't have to like, Accept it as your own, but also you don't have to be so oh my gosh, but we get a lot of people coming at us Saying Kathleen is just the worst (laughs) or I'm the worst as a Christian allowing this Yeah, we get a
2: a lot of people criticizing Aubrey. I, I expected especially in a typically religious area you know, labeling myself in public as an atheist saying, hi, welcome to my belief system, which is not the same as you. We expected yeah. some pushback from Christians saying, well, that's not it. But I was surprised at how many Christians come at Aubrey saying, you're not worshiping God the right way. No. Or
3: I'm doing the devil's work. And I'm like, oh, listen, if you only knew, I am <gasps> not in
1: Them judgy Christians. Uh,
3: Christians. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty
0: Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead
3: it's pretty wild and it's it's sad and it can it it can be disheartening if I let it be. And there's days where I'm not as strong as mm-hmm. I have been and I'm like that hurt my feelings, but at the same time it fuels my fire that much more. Mm-hmm. And my my fire is is to show that like I some of my best friends they are in a relationship and they're two women and they come to church with me and that. Like, because I've created a space for them to be able to feel okay to sit next to me and sit next to each other while next to me and my husband and hear the word of God and become better people because like, we're already good people, but like, like going to church is great and helpful. Being in community, um, building each other up, it's great. So I just get like excited to be able to like kind of irk a few people (laughs) and I'm like, are you guys really this upset, like over what you like. this is God's work too, and I'm sorry it doesn't feel that way, and my grandma, (laughs) my grandma Southern Baptist, and I call her, and I was like, I'm doing a podcast with an atheist, and she's like, oh, you can't, I was like, oh, I can, and I am, and she said, I could only meet up with her six times, and if she doesn't convert, then I have to stop the podcast, I was like, done, I'll do it, (laughs) She, she won't ever listen to it. She no. doesn't have ability to, an ability to. And I think at the end of the day, the type of Christians that are coming at me negatively, I think there's seeds being planted just like seeds are being planted with Kathleen in different ways. And I'm not over here expecting everybody to change their mind. I want, I'm expecting everybody to learn how to coexist mm-hmm. and love God in their own way. And the creators within us, there's a God-shaped hole within me that's not the same as hers. And she might not even feel like I'm using terminology that she's not ever going to use. I'm just saying this is my belief. And there's a God-shaped hole for you guys. And we need to stop being so freaked out by the different shapes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ah, That's a good. That's fantastic.
2: We fully believe that everybody is worthy of love, whether it comes from from god whether it comes from themselves whether it comes from their community their family everyone deserves love and and it doesn't matter who you are or what you believe or where you come from or what mistakes you've made and so we may not agree with each other but we're gonna sure as hell love each other because that's what life should be about
0: very christ-like of you kathleen
3: (laughs) thank
1: you Ah,
0: i i i i so appreciate that and and i've been, like i'm not politically inclined and i i think people you know i stay away from that because i don't believe or trust any of them and but my brain just works differently in that respect that i can't take anything for face value i've got to dig and i've got to research but that's why i struggled with even believing jesus or god was real too because i couldn't find it yeah I search my way too mm-hmm. but i could find a lot of other things like well the how the Bible was made, like the truth about that, the truth about the Catholic church, I could find those things and that made me question God more. And if I didn't have my supernatural experience, I wouldn't be here saying that I love Jesus and I love that if that would have never happened because it would have been impossible without it. But I'm fortunate that happened because when I learned that the truth about the church, that helped me go, so Jesus really, is more of, well, it's, the exa- it's more freedom than it is this other crap, mm-hmm. the religion, the dogma, the the rules, and you're going to hell if you do this wrong mm-hmm. and all that. Like, I, when I learned the freedom, that part, it really did change things for me right. in a powerful way. But it's also made my views even more extreme. Like, for instance, I believe that atheists and spiritual but not religious people have no Jesus better than most religious people do that's not a very popular comment
1: nobody likes that it's no one like likes it
0: it's, but it's funny true. i it's think like, atheists are closer to getting the concept of jesus that than her even, grandma than your grandma
3: yeah god love her she's she's she's, she's don't know she's caused so much religious trauma for family members like it's a bleep show over there but <laughs> but with down. that people like me, her descendants, get to look at that and be like, don't do that. (laughs) So, Thankfully, I'm like changing that like generational trauma and not passing it on to my kids like she did with hers. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's sad. But for me, I have to look at it and appreciate the the bad example given to me, because now I know what to not do. If that makes sense. I love learning what not to do from other people's (laughs) bullcrap.
0: That's perfect. I actually said that yesterday about my relationship with my father. Okay. I in look and I forgive been able to forgive now and you know, and and really recognize the the amazing things that he did teach me. Mm -hmm. But When it came to fatherhood and being a father and being a good husband, I didn't get that example, but I'm grateful that I now been able to look at it and go, okay, we're going to do the opposite of
3: that. Right, yeah, exactly.
0: Things. And she's been good about helping me learn this because, again, my exes in Oklahoma will tell you, not only was I a, a piece of crap human, but I was even worse father. I was even worse oh. husband boyfriend. I was the worst. And so I'm fortunate now to have been able to get another chance, mm. in which I believe that God is, you know, yeah. Uh, Call it redeem my life, mm-hmm. restored my life, everything that was lost, and and I'm but I'm grateful because I have her and now I have a much healthier, different relationship, and I'm actually a good father now.
1: And I'm grateful for him because I, again, I wasn't looking, and I definitely wasn't looking for another father because it was enough of a pain in the butt <laughs> dealing with the last one. Uh, but he has taught me how to be a be- better mom how to, nice. how to run a better house, how to teach my kids the way that things really are instead of sugarcoating, mm-hmm. high and the girls get it. They, they're going to be so much more equipped than I ever was. That's so good. All because of, of what God did with us.
0: So how do people find your podcast and support you guys?
2: We are uh, on most podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, all that on Google. Yeah, the Christian and the Atheist podcast is the name. Uh, we have an Instagram and a Facebook and a um, yeah, we have- we're on
3: TikTok. So we <laughs> just search our name. Yeah, and and if you can't, sometimes our like our name's really long, and so you can see Christian. Sh- yeah, so we're, we're going to have a LinkedIn, and we're going to allow you to be able to post so they can find all our things. Yeah,
2: we'll send you all the links that you can, you know, put those up. But the easiest way to listen to us is to just, wherever you listen to podcasts, search the Christian and the Atheist podcast. And we're the only one called that, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys, are you ever going to do a show? Like a TV show? Well, that have that
3: a- is, great so, question. so great good. question, because we have you were asking us about our goals and mm-hmm. so we have and where we're going and we have the greatest goal ever to be on YouTube, video, however we want to, are able, however I, how the Christians say this, however God wants us to go about it and and <laughs> what pre- is presented in front of us as feasible. So right now, We are just doing podcasts. It's easier for us because we don't do a lot of video. We can just put our audio out there. We are both moms, wives, volleyball coaches. Like, it's (laughs) crazy over here. We have a
2: lot going on besides just podcasting. And as of right now,
3: just time management and
2: logistics just podcasting now
3: but but we do want to get video set up we have a studio Mm -hmm. i was like i'm blessed to have a room that i could do a studio make it into a studio so i do want us to do video eventually and be on some kind of streaming service for video and i know spotify opened that up so Mm -hmm. yeah we have goals for definitely not just sitting here as as just a podcast eventually we're gonna be Able to be found in like all over the place, yeah. And we're gonna be guests at like wherever people will have us. You know, the morning show. Like, wait, and like, what are the broadcasting stuff like? The Today Show might have us one day. You never know. <laughs> Good, Good morning, morning we're America. We're capping ourselves off here. <laughs> so, no, and and so we just kind of literally just started in October. Yeah, and whatever like heights we can reach with that as time goes by we're not closed off to anything
0: well if you ever need help it's what I do I'm I vice,
3: vice,
0: vice president of a streaming TV network and uh, we have our own network and we teach right. people how to start their own networks and so mm-hmm. we um you guys have a real I mean uh, just being from entertainment standpoint right you guys it's very marketable you're both yes. have full unique looks like you've got everything that it takes to be able to make this a thing. Like a definitely that you monetize and something that, you know, gives you the freedom to broadcast even more than you are now. Like you guys have that. Mm-hmm. So that's the
3: goal. We yeah. just want to be realistic that our first, my first mission is my family of course, and yeah. her, her priorities are her family and being mm-hmm. wife and mom. And those are very important to us. You know, that. Like, you know what it is to be a wife (laughs) and so a mother and our kids are are young right now. And this is a, this is a sweet moment for us to be able to do both, but we don't, we definitely are, we will need your mentorship through the other stuff. I'm sure we're going to take it while as we're able, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) but we're taking it a step at a time. Yeah, we're still young. We've got time. I say that. <laughs>
0: <But>. got,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, well, Aubrey, Kathleen, I think you guys are awesome. Um, Me too. I mean, honestly, we could have just kept talking for hours. for hours. This is super super easy to talk to you guys, but I do love what you're doing. I think it's important. I love you know, the, the diversity of what you guys talk about, but this is also an, a line. I think I told you when I was begging you to come on our show, that you know we have a very diverse audience of all walks of life. And so having these conversations where there's a, where there are different beliefs present, mm-hmm. I think are really, really important because if we can't have our faith challenged, mm-hmm. then how great is our faith really? Mm-hmm.
3: Right. So yep. These
0: conversations matter and you can have these conversations in a loving, respectful way. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you guys are setting that example. And to me, again, uh, Kathleen, you, to me, you know, you you do express the love of Jesus, even uh-huh. though you don't believe. So it's kind I'll of a point when that happens, but it's- I it's- know what that
2: means. I know how that, you know, I know what that phrase and that terminology means and what it means is something lovely.
3: So I'll take it.
1: But it really does. You, you exert love.
3: Yes. She's got really good energy. I'm trying. <laughs> so if you guys want to ever hear her story, we have yes. a two-part series called Leaving the Mormon Church, part one and part two. And it's our, fir- uh, I want to say it's our second episode. Our second and third. or Second, second and third thought. episode. And then you can hear my story on what, uh, what kind of a Christian I am because I'm not everybody's everyday Christian. I got my Thank own you. version of it and it's not acceptable to everybody, but that's okay. Jesus still loves me and he's in my heart. And then... Also, uh our season, the uh, season closer. B- closer, our finale for this season is coming up in March, and mm-hmm. it's when Kathleen goes to church. So we get oh, to sit down. She she got to, me in the building. I, I got her struck by lightning. She did, did not miracle. burn. <laughs> <laughs> and you can hear from my pastor at like. Mm-hmm. And I go to a very large church. It's a uh it's Life Church, Life Church. And we actually got a chance to sit down with my pastor, which is not the whole—the pastor of the like the senior pastor—but my pastor at my church sits down and talks with us, and mm-hmm. it's a really going to be a beautiful moment for us to share with everybody. So, Kathleen, Wait,
0: can you say which pastor?
3: Uh, his, his name is Richie. What's his last name? I don't know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my brain. Went, I got it. I got it. I had a moment of panic. Okay, so his name is Richie Lieber. And he is the campus pastor at the Owasso Life Church, and he's in a fantastic, loving man. He leads a really good staff. Our church is great. I think all churches have ways to grow, and so I'm not going to say mine's without fault, but it's a good place for me to go. So. i, and I I've,
1: I've,
0: Yeah, we. So we. From- I went, started going to life when I was in Oklahoma when they were in a yeah. convenience store. So Pastor okay. Craig's good friends with my family and. Nice. Uh, you know, I, I really, I really like him. His leadership podcast is amazing.
3: Right. Um,
0: and you know, the resources that, the the resources that Life Church gives and provides for other churches is pretty, is pretty amazing because the content that they have for other churches, it's millions and millions of dollars worth of value that they just oh, yeah. give for free. The technology that they give to churches. I mean, if we didn't have our own network we would have been using the technology that they mm-hmm. gave to people during uh, COVID because, yes. but we had our own technology, so we didn't need it. But right. that I I love that church. I love I, I know a lot of the pastors there, and they're great, great people. And look, and you're right, they have their flaws. It's not a perfect system.
3: Nobody but is. that's
0: a great, great ministry. And Craig is, Craig is a special dude.
3: He is, he's kind of goofy, but we love him most yeah. of the time. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't
3: want to put anyone on a pedestal because that's yeah. like he's been doing this for 25 years. I'm just waiting for someone to be like, Craig shout at this. And I'm like, dang it.
0: <laughs> I, ter- it terrifies me because we're in the middle of that with other pastors right. that are getting exposed. And it's, it's uncomfortable to watch. It it's is, uncomfortable it's- to hear and it's awful.
3: It gives fuel to the fire of people that can walk away from the faith versus continue the relationship with God. And my goal for people to become spiritual if they haven't been isn't to get them to go to church and give their money to this organization. No, I want you to have a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit to guide you to whatever God's wanting from you. And so... I don't like, yeah, like to tie, like don't put anything on me. I'm not going to, I'm going to fail a lot. I'm also really awesome and I do great things, but there's going to be times where I say words that aren't very good and they're not very good (laughs) Christian words. And and I love saying them. So it's like it makes me, that's what she means. (laughs) <laughs> it makes it's it can like turn people away so yeah. who knows what can turn people away from humans so my main thing as the christian on here is just to your listeners is that are all faiths we aren't here to go to church and that be what we look at it's looking at the life of christ the way he led and the father and having that relationship reside in you not necessarily like Oh, I'm putting all my faith in my pastor, who's banging the secretary. No, <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, it happens. <laughs> Which I have not heard that happen recently. It's just I made that up. <laughs> Disclaimer: I hypothetical situation.
0: I, I was talking about that when I was a kid going to First Baptist yeah. Church, and more that happened.
3: Yeah, Yeah. it's a thing. I mean, don't get me started (laughs) on the scandals within the Mormon Church. We'd be here all day. And in the Catholic Church, it goes—it's all over the place. We can't put our faith in people. It's not—we're not perfect. I mean, we're—I'm close, but not there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I tell myself I am, but you know, it Um. it makes
3: me feel better.
0: You guys are a hoot. Uh, so grateful <laughs> that you guys are here today and uh, just really appreciate you and everybody watching right now, you'll, you'll be able to find all of their links um, in the media kit that we post at livemonoworldwide.org. Um, you'll be able to find their podcast and everything else that they're up to. Um, Kathleen and Aubrey, thank you so much for being here. And um, do you have any last words you want to say? Um, no, but
3: thank yeah. you for having us yeah. on here. We're thrilled to be here. We appreciate your time and seeking us out and harassing us, even though I don't feel like you harassed us. I don't feel like it was, but... I was at church when you were messaging me, and I was like, who is this? Oh, I've got to tell you this really quick. It's funny, I swear. So I'm at church while you're harassing me, and so it was a Wednesday night. I was sitting next to a kid at youth group, and she goes, is that your boyfriend? I was like, absolutely not, girl, I'm married. So, so. Well, and she knows and I'm married. I was like, you, um, "You're just trying to find some tea, that there's no tea here."
1: Thirsty <laughs> people everywhere in church. in married. your
3: lane, sweetheart. I love it though. I thank you for the question, so I can clarify, so you're not assuming the worst of me.
0: Exactly. Oh, seriously. That we don't need those rumors. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good. I'm solid. We're okay. You're great, but. Friends only. Yeah. No, it was funny. <laughs> so I just thought it's funny, but no, I, I was excited. I did think it was strange to not have like talk before, but I love your format. It's great. So yeah, it's we fun. appreciate you having us on your show and we would like to consider having both of you on our show. Yeah, because so, y- yo. y- y- Your listeners can come over to our side and like hear how we interview you, interview you, you though I kind of already side, did. <laughs> yeah. You,
0: know. yeah you guys hijack my show what are you oh, we're about?
3: real good at that I we're really good at turning
0: the attention back yeah. for yeah. this i do it to other people yeah. on their shows yeah. so it's fair game
3: you're <laughs> welcome they sent me and no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: you guys are a trip thank you so much for being here we'll talk to you soon bye. all right
3: Thanks.
0: bye bye wow kathleen and aubrey everybody from the christian and the atheist podcast what a, what a wow. blessing they are. I, we could have just talked for hours, but we have a Grace Unfiltered that starts here in a couple minutes. Oh. So we need to go. But thank you guys so much for being here. We pray that you enjoyed the broadcast, whatever your uh, belief system is. That was entertaining. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was insightful. And I love the different points of views, and I love the different perspectives. Um, so I, I, just encourage all of you go check out their podcast. They, they have some amazing content and I have a feeling that's only going to get better. So I check can. them out. you have any last words, honey?
1: That was amazing. I'm ready for the next.
0: All right. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for being here and we will see you soon.